Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Hey, don't miss, just try it. Hey, that's every Wednesday from noon to 1230, of course, here on KLZ 560. And Randy joins us each week. And we tell you everything you need to know about e-bikes. But here's the most important thing. If you don't own one, here's what you need to do. Just try it. And that's the name of our show, Wednesdays again, noon to 1230. And I hope you'll join us for there. But right now, we got the man himself, the owner of e-bike of Colorado, Randy Currency. How are you, bud? I'm good. How are you, Scott? What's new and exciting? Uh, all kinds of things. Yeah, enjoying man, is this. Is it hard to believe we're already just, it's going to be happy Halloween, Randy, I pretty know. quick. Don't talk like that, man. It's tough. I mean, it's, it is. It's because it goes so fast. Time goes so fast now. I know. My wife was telling my three-year-old grandson the other day, when you get bigger, I said, don't quit, because it goes by so <laughs> no, yeah. fast. You know, that's interesting, too, because a lot of people, and I know you're not asking me these questions, but <laughs> no. a lot of people are, are talking about, like, rebates, and I'm going to wait till the next rebate program sure. comes out and all that stuff. And it's like, don't wait, mm-hmm. because chances of you winning that lottery are pretty slim. Yeah. And some of it, then you win it, and then there's income qualifying on some of those. Look, just you know, you're gonna save three, four, five hundred dollars. I I get it. That's that's a substantial amount of money on mm-hmm. a two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollar bike. I get that. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you lose two months of riding because you're waiting for the next one, and then you don't qualify for the next one, sure. or you don't, or you don't win that lottery. Uh, you've lost that riding season. Our season mm-hmm. is somewhat short, even though we do ride all winter. You know, a lot right. of people do. I'm just saying, you know, I wish that the government, I, I have a wish list, and one of the things I wish the government would step out of people's lives. But this whole thing. This could have been. It could have been phenomenal. An outstanding program. It could have been. For the citizens of Colorado. It, it could have been. And they just they just don't know how to operate. Mm-hmm. The toughest part about that is that those folks that have put this together, I know their intention is good. Right. I know it is. But they've never run or worked for, most likely, a retail store. Yeah, well, when I was in college, I, <laughs> sure. I, 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 I delivered pizzas. That's different. I'm talking about running a store where you actually are, you need certain revenues mm-hmm. to make and margins to make that store work. Right. And... Whereas uh, the rebate thing, if they would just sit down with, they don't have to sit down with me. Right. They can sit down with other dealers. I mean, I get phone calls continuing. You know, we are the largest uh, e-bike dealer in the state. People call me all the time. They're going, "What are you doing about this rebate? How, how how does this work? Mm-hmm. How does how can we make this come together?" And I'm saying it's it's a mess right now. And until they. I guess until the the state and the and the municipalities right. uh, get a wake up call. Uh, right now, Boulder, Boulder is going. Are you guys going to participate or not? <laughs> no, or not because the way they did it to us in Boulder is you get a tax rebate on your next tax filing, your next mm, income tax serious. filing. So as a store, we have to carry that those dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, yes. 
it's a mess. It's, it's a mess. Yeah. And so, anyway. Two lo- okay. <laughs> we got two locations to serve you. Hey, 544 Front Street in Louisville, 3819 North Inca Street in Denver. Uh, now here uh, throughout the summer and all, um, hours are a little bit different on that on the Denver location, which is about 38th and I-25. But the 544 Front Street open um, seven days a week, uh, 10 to 7. 10 to 7. All right. And um, great riding area there, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. But I want to get Randy on. And, of course, if you've been to the uh, International Sportsman's Expo, you've seen Randy and heard him on our show now for a couple of years. But I'm telling you, this is the ideal thing you need um, if you are into the outdoors at all. And and maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's camping. Maybe it's just cycling, uh, hunting, whatever. But, Randy, I'm telling you, this has brought a whole new element to getting back into the backcountry, you know, not disturbing a lot of the environment, um, getting back there very quietly, getting back there a lot quicker than leaving two hours before you need to be somewhere, okay, to hike back there, saving you energy. And then hopefully you got a, had a successful hunt and then packing something out, it can be of help. So, man, it's a win-win. All the way, all the way. And, you know, we're just uh, taught we're, – we're, we're in the process of bringing on a bike that okay. uh, you know how I am about the 750-watt is the limit of a, of a motor for a bicycle to ride on the trail systems, okay. and that's either federal or state law. Most states follow the federal law. 750 watt. You can ride anything you want on the street, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we're still we're 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 in the process of uh, bringing on a bike that's going to be a thousand watt bike. That's going right. to be a lot of help for folks in the backcountry or um, well private property. Private let me, land. Let right. me preface right. that. It's private land, and there's there's plenty of it there, and. Uh, it'll just give them a little bit more range, a little bit more power, and it's going to be it's it's going to help a lot of people. A lot of friends of mine they own ranches and mm-hmm. farms and that type of stuff. And you know what? They're they they want to ride bikes. Sure. They, they you know they're riding horses and and dirt bikes and UTVs <laughs> and ATVs. But they're like going. We need to get a little bit more right. exercise, and so. Uh, and and the quietness of them, mm-hmm. you know, they can just ride back into into some of their favorite spots. Sure, I mean, and right there, right there, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And you know, what, there's some cool accessories too, and we don't have time to get into all of them today. But um, I mean, there there's some uh, trailer hookup, there's some racks, there's some different things to help us maybe pack that animal out too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the trailer systems that were were experiencing now through our shop mm-hmm. pretty phenomenal right and uh, you know you could put that on a, on a bike like yours that you've got scott you know you've got a class two 750 watt class two which means it's got that throttle with it you could uh or did you get a trailer i don't not, remember not yet not yet yeah. okay yeah not yet but uh, uh in the in the market for that so yeah, yeah we'll figure that out yeah but uh it is such a, a cool thing and um you know hey a lot of folks are you know getting of age where boy the knees are gone and maybe they don't want to get into the whole atv thing or where maybe where they're hunting those aren't allowed but e-bikes are and so and of course check with landowners and different things like that if you're hunting on somebody's property um and uh make sure they're cool with everything but randy i have to 
stop there and say, man, there's so many misconceptions every day almost that I get into a conversation about e-bike. There's so many misconceptions about what an e-bike really is. True story. It, it just blows your mind, yeah. We ran into that with uh, Steak Game and Fish, Colorado Steak Game mm-hmm. and Fish, down at one of, the, one of the shows. They just had a different perception of what an e-bike really is because the person that was educating them out of Colorado Springs right. was anti-e-bike. So they were trying to put paint the e-bike as a, a, a really a bad picture, and it's not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, folks that are riding e-bikes and hunting and fishing and photography and painting, you know, we've seen sure. some people, they, they're carrying their painting stuff to go back <laughs> into the, into the backcountry early morning so they can get sunrise, mm-hmm. or they, it's just so, they just want to enjoy that real quiet peacefulness they're quiet there's there's really no noise to them yeah at all and hey i know you'll see a lot of these uh e-bikes you know and i'm seeing more and more in our magazines i know you'll see them in big box stores and all that all i'm saying is um you know as i mentioned our show on wednesdays just try it i'm just saying give e-bike of colorado a chance to earn your trust earn your business and uh hey the staff there understands what we're looking for in the outdoors, and uh, they can help you. There's a great little trail system right by the store there in Louisville that you can actually ride any of the bikes you want. And I'm telling you, there may be some needs where you want to spend, Randy, five or six grand on a bike, but you sure don't have to. You don't. To have a great bike. Not at all. I mean, that bike, it just, it's... There's always going to be that person that wants to. They think if they don't spend right. five thousand dollars right. on something like a bike, mm-hmm. that they're not getting the quality. That's just not true. Right. Uh, it's it's sure you're going to get some some uh, upgrades mm-hmm. it, it, at that level. Most of the time, you're buying a a brand name and. Half exactly. the time you can't get them. Remember serviced. those? Remember those magazines I said they're in? That's what you're paying for those ads, right? Exactly. I mean, I'm telling you. And, well, uh, well, Jeep puts their name on a bike, G- the brand Jeep. Oh, okay. And that uh, wasn't cheap. No, no. It, it adds fifteen hundred dollars to that bike, and the bike is no different than the same bike that they sell mm-hmm. without the Jeep brand on it. Wow. So real quick for backcountry and you know riding them uh, for what we want to do here on Sportsman Colorado Show. You got a great tire protection program. So let's tell our listeners about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we offer a couple of different programs a one year guarantee, no flats, or a two year guarantee, no flats. Now, the truth of the matter is when we do a two year guarantee of no flats, we could basically do a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But eventually that tube is, you know, it's, sure. it, it, it's going to deteriorate at some point. Some people, I won't mention anybody's names in this room, <laughs> that didn't keep the proper air pressure. That would be me. Hey, I'll be transparent <laughs> uh, here. That's nice. That you, but you, good sport, Scott. But the thing about it is that, and we try really hard to let people know, you know, that's a balloon in there. That's all a two, two, tube is, is a uh, balloon. So we put a sealant, we put a liner, and then we put... Um, a heavier tube mm-hmm. as well but if you don't keep the air in it you know that it'll break at the at the at the stem right we've never denied anyone that that's not part of the guarantee i've never in the history of our store since july 1st 2017 we 
that we've ever denied anybody. We go ahead and replace that tube and redo that form at no charge. So it's a good program to have because goat heads are everywhere. Sure. And uh, it's just, it's just the, I think it's the right thing to do with it. Yeah, well. Who just, wants to change a flat tire out in the yeah, field? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm telling you, hey, I love mine, and, and uh, I'm telling you, it is everything that, you know, I wanted to do for the outdoors. So uh, I really hope you'll get by 544 Front Street in Louisville, and uh, again, 10 to 7, um, Monday through Sunday and uh, seven days a week. And then the 3819 North Inca Street in Denver. Uh, there are some selected hours there. So call 720-739-0299 and they can help you out if you do want to run by the Denver store. But um, again, Louisville store, I'm just going to tell you, will uh, give you a lot of chances. You can ride on some different terrains and try a lot of different bikes. And um, I'm telling if you have not thought of one of these, they are awesome. And uh, once again, man, you can stay super quiet. You know, you're not messing up your terrain at all. And uh, it will get you back where you need to be. And then hopefully you were successful. Hey, help you haul out some fish, some game, whatever the case may be. But uh, a great, great store, E-Bike of Colorado. And uh, Randy, I want to thank you for all your support for our show. And it won't be long. We'll be at those the shows again here, man. It'll be fun. Yeah. Those are a blast, aren't they? They are. They're, yeah. they're, we have a lot of fun at we those. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, bud, we appreciate your time. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so Scott. much. Hey, it's E-Bike of Colorado, and once again, they brought our show to you today, so we appreciate that. Their number is 720-739-0299. It's 544 Front Street in Louisville or 3819 North Inca Street in Denver. And when you go, please mention you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado Radio, and we'd appreciate that. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hey, this is Scott Watley. You know, there are many responsibilities of being a pet owner, and an important one this time of the year comes from me and our friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, here's five quick rules on how to keep your pet safe in the heat of summer. Rule number one, never leave your pet inside a parked car or truck during the summer months. Leaving a pet inside a parked car is the number one cause of heat-related death in pets. It only takes a mildly warm day and a few minutes for temperatures to rise inside a parked car and they'll skyrocket to dangerous levels. For a pet in a hot car, terrible suffering and death will soon follow. Rule number two, make sure your pet has plenty of cool, fresh water at all times. Number three, limit your pet's outdoor activities to early morning and evening hours. Our rule number four, provide a shaded space for your pet when outdoors that you can supervise. And rule number five, the absolute best way to protect your pet from overheating in the heat of the summer is to keep it indoors at home where it will be cool and safe. Hey, we all love our pets. Let's keep them safe this summer. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, 8681 Lincoln Avenue, 303-708-8050. And you can find other great tips on their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. 
Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. It's summertime and the temperatures are warming up, but let me tell you about the super hot deals happening right now at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and if you're looking for huge savings on hunting, fishing, and camping gear, go to 2650 West Hamden and visit our friends at the Outdoorsman's Attic. You'll also find great selection of guns and ammo, as well as gunsmithing services. If you have some hunting and fishing and camping gear and you're just not using it anymore, turn it into cash at the Outdoorsman's Attic, once again, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. It's Colorado's greatest outdoor consignment store. And tell them Scott sent you. Are you in the market for a new firearm? Or maybe looking to purchase your very first firearm? Well, wouldn't it be great to have an experience worth telling your friends and family about while making such an important purchase? At Bighorn Firearms, we know how important that is, and it's our mission to provide this experience to every customer that walks through our front door. Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of Bighorn Firearms, located in southeast Denver, and my team and I are customers too. We know what it's like to experience the typical specialty store attitude, and we believe everyone deserves a first-class experience when purchasing a firearm. If you're searching for friendly service, a knowledgeable and passionate staff, and a great selection of firearms, we'd like to invite you to Denver's best independent gun store, Bighorn Firearms, one mile east of Evans and I-25. Whether it's your first gun or you've been collecting for years, our friendly and knowledgeable staff are passionate about answering all of your questions. Service and selection is our commitment to you. That's Bighorn Firearms, located at 2175 South Jasmine Street, Suite 105, Denver. Call us now, 303-758-9423, or shop online, bighornusa.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sports from Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. Kevin Flesh in studio. Hey, our outstanding co-host. Kevin's a busy man, but when he can, he is here. And Kevin, good to see you. Good to see you, Scott. It's been since we were in Alaska that we've actually been in a room together. We said goodbye in Alaska. That's right. A few weeks ago. That's crazy. I know. Yes. And of course, I have. You know, I've been busy with uh, well, what we're going to be talking about today. But, sure. Um, yeah, it's Alaska was such a good trip and such a good time for. You know, My last week and, we did the interviews. I played the interviews we taped yep, there, right. and uh, and so we got to hear you know you of course and your and your wife and uh, your twin girls. Yep. And had David Fields on, my buddy that went with us, and he was on the week before, but. You haven't really had a chance to kind of just explain your your whole side of it. Yeah. So just take a minute and just I mean you've been to several places around, oh, yeah. so you have more to compare to even more than I. So just tell our listeners about it from your perspective. Yeah. So Pibus is really a special place. I mean, it's um, you know anytime you can go to Alaska is yeah. is pretty special. I mean, it it really doesn't matter where you end up, but there's definitely le- different levels of sort of um, how do you want to call it? I mean. Th- 
there are lots of lodges that you can go to that, you know, you can fly into Anchorage and rent a car and drive there and do mm-hmm. it sort of yourself and kind of get by. And that's not what Pybus is. is it's, it's a luxury uh, resort, right. I mean, basically. Um, the, the whole experience from flying in Juneau, staying the night before, and then getting in a float plane, just the float plane ride over to the lodge. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. <laughs> unbelievable. It's yeah. beautiful. It was really spectacular. And then, you know, we were really lucky in that we, we were able to use um, the guide that we had had the big boats, the the uh, the catamaran or the trimaran. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call those boats, but basically the big Two wide six hundred horse engines. Yes, was it fifty two gallons an hour? Yeah, fifty two gallons an hour of fuel. Of fuel. Is, it was awesome. They were spectacular. Six per- people um, fishing, and it was more room than you needed. And the salon inside was spectacular. You know, we sat outside. The girls and I did quite a bit. Um, going here or there just because you, you it was so comfortable inside mm-hmm. you kind of lost the fact that you were in alaska <laughs> right. i mean you, you're driving through <laughs> these areas that you have these giant mountains on both sides yeah. of you know, especially when we did the you weren't with us but when we did the, uh, the, glacier. Fjord, yeah. the glacier trip that was just unbelievable to see these you're in this fjord and and the water is the sort of teal. It's so cold and so close to the glacier that you've got a different color of water. And um, to see the wildlife and the seals and all of the other things mm-hmm. that are there was was really spectacular. We picked up a great big piece of ice to take back to the lodge for drinks. Um, that experience alone was spectacular. But the fishing then, of course, um, I fished all over. And we'll talk today about yeah. my trip that I just took to Bolivia. The interesting thing about the Alaska trip is... I was complaining, not really complaining, but a little bit, that our halibut fishing in particular, you know, if you've done it before, normally you'll drop down and you'll kind of jig a while and you'll finally get a hit. We were taking places that you'd drop down and that first drop, you would get a fish. Yeah, I mean, you, it, a couple of times. The first two days like I spent. 20 seconds. Yeah. It was like. How was your halibut fishing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, that 20 said. seconds was good. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those things. And you get one, when you're guided, you get one fish under 40 inches that you can keep and so they obviously want you to get a fish that you can keep because i had halibut last night um it was really tasty (laughs) i mean Mm -hmm. there's not much better fish um from you know catching it and the the processing that they do there and then put it into the the uh you know they flash freeze it and they box it up and you bring it back at any rate it was it's really spectacular so um so i go from that to where I went then last week, I went to Bolivia to, to fish uh, Golden Dorado in the middle of the jungle, which was a completely different type of fishing <laughs> where we casted a ton, didn't get a lot of eats. We got some, but, I mean, it wasn't like the halibut. And even mm-hmm. the rockfish. I really enjoyed the rockfish oh, fishing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're maybe not quite as deep as the halibut, a little lighter gear, um, and you can play around and you get five or six of those a day. And those were, those were really fun to, to catch as well. And then the salmon um trolling Trolling, and you know and that's fun because he let us do a lot of it and that's part of what they like to do as well is figure out what level of expertise you sort of have yeah and they let you be involved as much as you right want to be or can be be. yeah right that's that's a good way to put it yeah (laughs) Yeah. because there were certainly times where we were involved where we probably (laughs) shouldn't have been (laughs) our netting skills netting netting a fish sometimes looks really really easy when maybe when you see folks do it but i tell you if you haven't done that a lot and when those um, salmon men are coming in, and of course they're, they're <laughs> when they get close to the boat, they get a little more nervous, and yep. they're going back and forth. And uh, yep. uh, so, yeah, it, it was just awesome. But 
You know, reflecting back on that, too, just, just kind of through the stages of this, and once again, it is pybus.com, P-Y-B-U-S.com. This is on the southern tip of Admiralty Island. There are more bears on that island than there are people, and uh, more nesting bald eagles there than anywhere in the world. I mean, and, and giant bald eagles. Yeah. I mean, we have we have bald <laughs> eagles at our lake house in Wisconsin that you think are big. These They were like seven-foot wingspan. I mean, they were giant <laughs> eagles. Um, they were a different breed, but yeah, it was super interesting. To yeah, see. it was great. And then, um, and the weather. Uh, now we can't promise you this. And you go to Alaska, mm-hmm, right? But dude, yeah, we it have, was immaculate. Yep. Yeah. As we always say, my wife and I, when we have good weather, we bought the weather package. We bought the weather package when mm-hmm. we went. I think we had maybe a half a day of rain. Yeah, and, and it was and just very a little slight. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was Waters really nice were and calm. and. And quite frankly, they were complaining a little bit that they hadn't had rain because they needed rain to start filling up the the rivers to get those salmon into the rivers. We didn't see as many bears as you normally would because mm-hmm. the rivers weren't full of the salmon yet. So there's definitely um, the opportunity for, for other activities that right. we didn't take part in just because the weather was really too nice. Sure. I mean, it was just a situation where they hadn't had a lot of rain. That rain is really important for those salmon because that's where they get the scent for those particular rivers that they they were reared in mm-hmm. where they were created and so that's where those salmon go back to and without those rivers being full of water it makes it a little bit those salmon just sit out in the sea and wait for for that to happen and it'll happen it's just it wasn't when we were there right and you know and kevin i think you'd agree with me pibus um point lodge um i'm telling you it is great for anyone and i'm talking about a couple of buddies you, like a family, right. our guide, our, our captain on the boat said they had somebody with like a 15, 18 month old baby yep. the week before. But I mean, corporate deal, whatever. Right. Yeah. The thing that I was impressed with, and especially for the females in the group, is all of the boats have have bathrooms in them. We've, we've gone to other places where it's a, a you know a five gallon <laughs> bucket, and, bucket and a and, and a rev seat. the engine. That's exactly. what they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know that's fine. I mean, but but that does sure. affect. It's not for everyone. Yeah, that's. I mean, if you've got a wife or a spouse that just isn't really into the fishing, and it's not that big of a deal um, to them to go or not go, this causes them to really have a positive experience, and so they want to mm-hmm. come back. And that's certainly one of the things that Janet talked about sort of our, on our way home is, you know, the, the things that they made uh, that they've done to really help the experience. So you get the really good fishing and you get the ability to, with the boats to have uh, we didn't have a lot of big waves or anything. But when you do, all of the boats were set up for big water and for for weather. And so you knew that you were going to be OK. And that's the standpoint. And then just the the comforts, I mean, because yeah. that's really important. Um, and and it's important for people, not only their first time, but for them to think about coming back. Sure. Yeah. We were talking about Pivus Point Lodge. It's P-Y-B-U-S dot com. Check out their website. They've got a great website. And uh, just, just, again, usually when, you know, we go to places, we'll sit down with the owner after and maybe give a few things that we saw or experienced or heard other guests say that maybe they weren't happy with. And Kevin, we walked away with two blank sheets of yeah. paper, man. Dude, yeah, I'm telling was- you. It was it, pretty pretty it tough to be negative about anything. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Maybe too know. much bacon. Yeah, yeah. Son, that bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the meals. Oh, about. the meals were oh. spectacular, weren't they? I mean, that's yeah. the thing that um, the, the food was so good. They just fed you for you had the full spread for breakfast, you know, and and 
so this I think the week that we were there, they had 39 guests. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a sense of how big the, the facilities are. I mean, they they have uh, a full kitchen. My my girls are working in a kitchen in a camp this summer, and so they got to meet some of the staff and go back in the kitchen and see what it looked like. And they were just interested to see what another camp sort of setup was, and they were impressed. Um, but, yeah, full breakfast, and, uh, and then they, we would do, you know, put together our lunches they always had all of this different types of sandwiches yeah, that we had available mm-hmm. they would make you something if you wanted it you know and then all, they just had snacks around i mean you never were hungry no dude, it, it was like everywhere you went it looked like a 7-eleven yeah. candy on <laughs> chip aisle didn't it yes. i mean everywhere exactly and everything's included and that yeah. is one thing to add to this all inclusive kind of a trip here right and um and again, it's just super absolutely nice, absolutely wonderful. The so the alcohol was a little bit interesting because they don't have an alcohol license, so they can't serve you alcohol. But they do have a general store where they sell you alcohol, which actually works out great. Um, and in the event that you wanted something for dinner, for example, you can give them a bottle of wine to chill, and then they'll bring it to you for your for your meal. Otherwise, um, they had everything really that you would need. I think most people would need. And um, every day they had the catch of the day. Yeah, catch of the day. Exactly. So if they always had something different that the that the uh, chef would put together for a particular type of fish mm-hmm. that you were to catch, which was awesome. Dinners were all always multi-course. Uh, we're not big vegetable eaters, so <laughs> yeah. we always kind of got away from those <laughs> my, courses. I went from, from five courses to four. <laughs> yeah, Kevin got my salad. That's right. Yeah. Good salads and and uh, and desserts were always awesome. And I mean the whole experience. You know, you get done. You'd get back um, from fishing all day, and then you'd have a little bit of time to just relax. The girls one night were able to get out and do a little wakeboarding. Man, and they did fantastic. <laughs> and again, you know, sometimes when you you ski or wakeboard, yeah. I've never done the wakeboard, but water ski. Man, when the water so it can be really slick then. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, but man, they did awesome. Yeah, they. Um, so they've done a fair amount of that, but that's kind of a life experience for them, I think. And that's one of those things that they'll kind of treasure forever. Oh, I mean, absolutely. especially the bay in which pibus is in i mean you can't get a prettier spot no i mean it is just spectacular and mm-hmm. to take they put some instagram photos up on their on their pages about doing that sort of thing and so that was really cool for them and then the we did the uh the plunge yeah the, the polar polar plunge <laughs> emphasis the on polar yeah <laughs> it was about what 48 degrees yeah, I think between, yeah, yeah. mid 40s so to the night before we left they encouraged everyone that wanted to uh you didn't have to but come down the dock and jump in and there were some high levels of voice tones down there <laughs> screaming exactly. and we made our way to the hot tub they had two really yes. nice hot tubs there and that did feel uh, extra good but i'm telling you if, if you've been thinking about alaska maybe you've been to a lot of different places i uh, i hope you'll take a look at pybus.com p-y-b-u-s.com and uh, if you got any questions, you can get in touch with Kevin and I here, of course, at the station at Sportsman of Colorado website. You can get in touch with us. We'll answer any questions for you. But it is absolutely spectacular. And we've got more to tell you about it, and we've got to hit a break real quick. But uh, let me tell you real quick before our break, Colorado Outdoorsman's Days. That is next weekend, August 11th and 12th in Florence at Pathfinder Park. And uh, the full agenda for what's going on there is at ColoradoOutdoorsmanDays.com. They've got a banquet on Saturday night with auctions and raffles. Then on Friday and Saturday as well, they're going to have some wildlife calling, uh, contests with cash prizes, hunting outdoor demo classes. Uh, Saturday, they're going to have a kids fishing derby, um, one of our favorites here. They've got an ugly hunting dog contest there you go. with a cash prize. 
All right, so <laughs> bring out take your a look at your dogs. dog, and if you think you want to enter there, uh, go to that. But it is uh, it's going to be a great, great time. Uh, I'm going to try to get on there Saturday, do some interviews, and and have enjoy the banquet and all. But they're going to do some things on skin processing seminars, archery events, uh, just a cool couple of days. So go to ColoradoOutdoorsmansDays.com uh, for all the information there. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. We'll be back with more right after this. For over 10 years, hunters have relied on Onyx maps to help navigate public and private land boundaries across the country. Onyx Hunt is the only tool comprised of more than 400 countrywide maps that give clear private and public land boundaries, trails, hunting-specific data, and more. New map layers are constantly being added by pairing with some of the leading names in conservation and the outdoor industry, like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Boone and Crockett Club, and Eastman's. Whether it's on your smartphone or handheld GPS, make the most of your precious time in the field by navigating with Onyx Hunt. Go to the App Store or onyxmaps.com. Hey, Dan, you know our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer, you're an attorney, and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the least Chevy find new roads none of us plan or expect to get stuck and when you do the rest of the scenario usually plays out something like this you're alone it's late it's cold and oh you have no cell service no help no cell service no problem with track grabber hey this is Scott Watley with Sportsman of Colorado Radio Track Grabber gives you the ability to rescue yourself without having to put yourself at the mercy of a stranger. No long waits or hundreds of dollars spent on a tow truck. And Track Grabber is for your car, truck, ATV, UTV, and even commercial vehicles. With Track Grabber in your vehicle, you can have peace of mind and feel safe. And here's the best part. It only takes about 30 seconds to install Track Grabber on each of your tires and they stay with you as long as it takes to get back to stable terrain. So in just a couple of minutes, you're back out and on your way. Go to trackgrabber.com, that's T-R-A-C grabber.com. Use the promo code KLZ and save 20% on your purchase. Remember, no help, no cell service, no problem with Track Grabber. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sports from Colorado. If you're just joining us, Kevin Flesh in studio, and uh, we are glad you have joined us. Once again, if you miss our show here on Saturdays, you can catch us twice on Sundays. That's from 8 to 9 a.m., and once again, the evening, 7 to 8 p.m., right here on KLZ 560. And, you know, Kevin, you mentioned the processing there. And, again, we're just kind of reflecting on this trip. And I know that we've done something on this last three weeks. But I'm, I'm telling you, there, there's just – it was just a perfection trip. Yeah. I mean, it just was. But, you know, we've had been places where they put your fish in kind of a baggy thing and ride on it with a marker right. and all this, you know. And it's the way a lot of folks do it. Uh, not at Pibus <laughs> no. Point Lodge, man. <laughs> Son, that looked like a fish – 
packaging factory. Exactly. Didn't it? Yeah, it looked like a commercial no absolutely. commercial uh, uh, entity. Yeah, and and when you get them home, I mean, like I said, I had I've I've had a halibut twice this week because um, we have all this fish. <laughs> I mean, we have so much fish, um, which is awesome. Um, but uh, I mean, the, but the packages are just they're just so nicely sealed, and they have all kinds mm-hmm. of. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's commercial stuff on there. It's all professionally printed and sure. and everything else, but so nice to open up and and it's perfectly done. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really, so far, I've been very impressed with their processing, and no indication that it wasn't immediately frozen and and uh, and it was frozen when we got it home from Juno. Yeah, um, that whole process mm-hmm. worked out really well. We st- we had to stay overnight to get back mm-hmm. um but you know we were able to keep the, everything on ice there and then once we got to to the airport the next morning and went on a plane and we by the time we got home everything was good so yeah. really a, a top-notch way to, to to do it sure and you know juno uh learned a few things about juno yeah Maybe i should have known before but i never re- really thought about it. it's the only state capital you cannot drive to right all right you either got to be in a plane or on the water yep. man. that's it but it was really really a a cool place to go around. Of course, all the big cruise ships were in there, so a lot of tourists were there and a lot of the different shops and all, but um, that was even pretty cool. And um, one, one real funny thing that we had happen, I was, when I flew in, uh, Kevin and his family were catching a different route, but when I flew in, a, a lady asked me on the plane, she said, where are you staying? Yeah. And uh, and I told her, what was the name of that? <laughs> it was the, um, the Alaskan, Alaskan Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the lady said, uh, Oh, right downtown. Oh, interesting. And I said, why do you say it that way? She goes, well, that hotel is haunted. (laughs) And I said, seriously? She said, no, no. Google it. Look at it. It's haunted. And it's the oldest hotel in Alaska. And they haven't done much to remodel since it was built, okay? I mean, it was cool. It was a bed and all, but it, it was... Eerie. It was funky. Yeah. Yep. yep. And it was clean and everything was good. We didn't have any trouble um, at all, but it was definitely used and it's definitely been around a long time and has a lot of history. Yeah. It um, was cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just part of the experience, oh, right? Oh, no, that's what I mean. We stayed at the, uh, then leaving, I think we stayed at the Ramada or something like that and, and it wasn't haunted, but wasn't nearly as, as interesting as, <laughs> as the Alaskan Hotel downtown Juneau. So, but yeah. yeah. That was cool. And then Juno, we did the gondola ride. Yep, gondola up. up. That was cool. Yep. And then we actually did a hike in the evening um, closer to dusk. We hiked up from where the gondola drops you off up to the top of the ridge, and we were able to see even further, which mm-hmm. was really uh, pretty cool. Uh, we were able to hike out of the sort of the forest and then up, in, up into the tundra a little bit. Right. And that was neat um, because the gondola takes you up, I don't know, 1,500 feet or so. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have to hike all the way up. But the, the hike above was a really pretty experience. And that's something that you can do while you're, while you're there. Right. So the process works basically like this. And I think most of their weeks uh, are like this at Pivus Point Lodge. Again, if you're just joining us, it's pivus.com, P-Y-B-U-S.com is, um, you know, we left on a Monday, uh, you get into Juneau, uh, of course, whatever time you decide, if you decide to leave early or whatever, but you'll get into Juneau that Monday, and then you spend the night in Juneau, then they tell you to be prepared for fishing, um, for dress and all, and have your license uh, pre-purchased, and, and print it out. And print it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, Kevin, yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. Kevin missed part. that step, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, and so... You know, then they pick you up in, in their plane, and um, when they fly in the lodge, I don't know, 
35, 40 minute flight probably, yep. but just absolutely stunning views uh, when you're flying at, you know, 2,500, 3,000 feet and the mountains are just right literally there. feel like you can touch them. And uh, so that was really cool. And then they get out, and then uh, they take care of your bags and all. You go up to the lodge, um, a real cool little backpack, which was really cool. Yep. And that, uh, you know, super cool water bottle, yep. and, uh, sunglasses, a whole bunch of cool things in there. And then get your lunches and all, and uh, get a great variety of lunch boxes that you want, and then meet your captains. And then, man, what an hour and a half or so, we were on the water fishing. And, and the reason they give you glasses is because when you're trolling – yeah those those hooks sometimes come out of the fish and snap back at you so mm-hmm. they, every, they want everybody with eyewear so right it's one of the reasons and they do an orientation so that you got yep. a set as understanding of sort of how things work and sure so i mean it, it was just awesome yeah. so we fished tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then uh saturday morning uh you bring your bags down to the lodge then they fly you back to juno and if, if you're lucky there are a couple flights there that are, are pretty close but pretty much you need to plan on staying in juno uh, that night yep. and then fly back to denver or wherever your destination may be of course exactly. on sunday so it is a, it's a seven-day deal yep you know no yeah doubt. it's a full full trip and, and uh but once again i i hope it i know it must sound like man how could it be you, that great you know but you did just, a you did a really nice job with the facebook posts while we were there and if people are wondering what it looks like or what yeah, it's I like i tried to because yeah. i mean it, it was just it was spectacular. Yeah, man. and and the pictures really give you a sense of sort of what, mm-hmm. to some degree. I mean, the, for example, the whales, seeing the whales in person, is yeah. the pictures don't really do it justice because when you get really close to this, the sound, yeah, and, the the, sound of <laughs> and the size of the animals is, mm-hmm. is, is incredible. Um, but the rest of it certainly helps give a give a sense of what the experience was like yeah, yeah. absolutely i tell you what we got to hit our last break here real quick hopefully everyone got all your the tags that you were wanting here for our big game season right around the corner and of course all the leftover and over the counter tags are on sale now so uh man everyone, it's coming up so fast man, i can't wait and you got a moose hunt next I year know. man that's 2024 cool. yes that's gonna yep. be cool so we'll have to do some shows on that yes. for sure we'll hit our last break and we'll be back with more and talk a little bit more fishing right after this riding an e-bike will make you feel like a kid again just try it hi i'm randy crancy founder of e-bike of colorado e-bikes are a fun way to ride the trails pedal assist technology flattens the steepest hills we have 14 major brands to choose from and our expert staff will find you the perfect bike Come take a free test ride at eBike of Colorado in downtown Louisville next to the historic grain elevator. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Learn more at eBikeofColorado.com. Just try it. Before we get back to the show, you know, our eyes are very important. Let me tell you who I've been trusting my eye care to. It is Stack Optical. For over 10 years, hey, Alan's been taking great care of us, and he will take great care of you as well. Their eye exam, folks, is only $69, and it has been $69 for years. And Alan just says, hey, they want to give a great eye exam, a thorough eye exam, and take care of you, so they've never raised that price. So get in. Give them a call, 303-321-1578 for all your optical needs. If you're needing a new pair of glasses, hey, you want to have a a better experience in the outdoors, whether it's golf, riding your bike, they've got the Stack Sports Pack, so prescription sunglasses. Maybe you've got a hard prescription no one else has been able to figure out. Give Alan Stack a chance at Stack Optical. 
course, they can handle repairs, your contacts, all of it. Right there at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver, 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com is the website. And I always tell you, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Hey, a few more minutes here on our show today. And uh, hey, if you ever miss an episode, you want to catch a podcast, you can do that. And we want to thank Davis Tent for sponsoring our podcast for us. But uh, just Sportsman Colorado Radio. Dot com, or sportsfromcolorado.com for that. And, uh, and of course, uh, where you find your podcast, we are there as well. You know, Kevin, we mentioned this before, but when we were there, um, everybody, and, and you know, let's say out of 39 people that were there at that deal, everybody has different fishing experience levels. Yeah. All right. But everything we saw and observed and listening to other people, too, I mean, you just got to be honest with them. You can't tell them, I know right. how to do this. Yeah. And then, put the rigger down 500 feet you know on there but right. i mean you, if you're honest with them again they will make you feel comfortable oh, yeah. and let you do as much as you want like we said before or as little as you want yeah you know yeah and the, the cool part about it is they did let you they did have they call them skiffs but they're basically 17 foot uh deep v aluminum boats with 150s on them they you could take those out at night you'd have to reserve them but you could take them out for a few hours mm-hmm. at a time and do that and we did that one night when i wish we would have done that a little bit more but i know um but we went out and you have to kind of figure out where you're going and sure. where, where what you're doing um but it's a really neat experience for folks that you know can drive a boat and also read a graph and try to figure out where where you might want to go mm-hmm. um we had a really cool experience because of it we lost a big fish but um it was but, awesome yeah but we had the ability to get out there and do that and that's something that's really pretty special um so they give you that opportunity and then we were sitting in the hot tub we were talking to a guy who was a fishing guide basically mm-hmm. on the east coast that was there for a couple two sessions two sessions yeah. and he went out and he and his wife caught a bunch of fish on their own one day they just and you can keep a halibut any size yes when you are unguided day, yeah. when you're unguided yeah. okay and like kevin said earlier it's under 40 inches or over 80 right which is that's a wide slot, yeah. <laughs> but 40 to 80 but yeah i mean yeah. a 40 inch fish is probably a 25 30 pound fish a fish over 80 is a couple hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference in the And we slot. sat with the lady from New York, I believe. Yep. 225 pounds right. or something. Yeah. It was crazy, the, the fish that yeah. she caught. Yeah. And um, and so, I mean, it's just uh, that part of it is an extra bonus when you mm-hmm. consider the amount of other fishing that you have. And we didn't even touch any of the river fishing because the streams weren't full of salmon yet. Right. But they've got, a, I guess they've got a good Dolly Varden um fishery as well that you could go fly fish and things like that so yeah. pretty pretty incredible and you know uh, you're vastly more experienced in the fishing side than i am but as you go on different trips i'm much like hunting when i, when I do mm-hmm. you learn something every time you oh go yeah almost, don't you sure yeah. do but what are any techniques that, on, on your trip to bolivia that you just did or yeah still there were you pick up some things that even help you here fishing local yeah absolutely so after the alaska trip i was back for a week and then i went to bolivia to fish for golden dorado which was on my bucket list and so you know there are a lot of people that trout fish here in uh, colorado and trout fishing is really fun 
Um, but as you progress sort of through your fly fishing career, I'll say, you start branching out and trying other things. You know, bass, maybe smallmouth bass or northern pike. We have some northern pike fisheries here. Um, I do some musky fishing with fly rods. Been up to Canada doing some lake trout fishing late in the year using fly rods. And so the golden dorado is one of those unusual fish that actually take flies pretty well. And the particular sort of setup that we had there is that we were trying to catch them in smaller rivers, almost rivers like here. I mean, they looked Mm. very similar um, to the Arkansas River, for example, sort of the tannic-colored water, um, free-flowing streams. And then you'd have these fish. These golden dorado could be anywhere from uh, 5 pounds to 25 pounds that would be in the river chasing the sabalo, which are sort of the the main sort of forage fish that are that were um they they do their spawn this time of year and so the dorado follow them up rivers to to feed on them and so um yeah you learn stuff all the time i mean i i'm a pretty good fly caster dubber hall and all all the rest um at the same time this was really technical tough fishing Mm -hmm. um we do a bunch of um fishing in the fall especially for trout where you're streamer fishing where you're you're basically using a little bit bigger rod, maybe a six weight or a seven weight rod, um, and you're just chucking bigger lures uh, into wood or rock and, and bringing them back. And we did a lot of that with big lures, with eight weight rods and bigger flies for these Dorado. Um, and it's 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 a workout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like when you're hunting and maybe you're used to the plains game or going after. Um, pronghorns and then you've got to go up in the mountains <laughs> and, an elk. and elk or or you know if you're used to elk hunting and then you're going to go do a sheep hunt mm-hmm. i mean sheep hunt is com- so that's what this sort of was it was sort of the sheep hunt of the fly fishing world right. to some degree so we were doing a bunch of uh fishing out of a boat doing your normal drift sort of fishing but then we were also doing a lot of where we would in the smaller rivers we would actually take smaller dugout canoes and we would go upriver. We would get to spots where maybe there was a rapids where we couldn't get, we'd have to get out. And then there was always generally a pool or two above it mm-hmm. where we were fishing those pools while the, while the locals were bringing up the boat and they would just hang out and, and we would see fish. The interesting thing about this particular fish is they're, they're pretty spooky to begin with when they're not feeding. But when they're feeding, you've got a really good shot at getting a fish on. And feeding, they, so imagine trying to think of of a good example so let's say you have a pool that's maybe four or five feet deep that's maybe 30 yards across and then it has a tail out that's that's uh you know shallower water where the sabalo may be so what these fish will do is they'll they'll actually act sort of like a well they are a predator but more like what you would think a wolf pack or something like that would do is they would start working together to sort of get these fish sort of in an area in an area and then they'll go in and and really try to kill these fish that they're trying to eat wow. and it's just the water i mean they're and they're not they're not at all sort of um they're very aggressive when they do it and so they the water gets all frothed up you got fish flying and and these big yellow fish with teeth that are going in and moving water the one the first fish i caught on this this trip we saw the fish and it was in a deeper pool and sort of casted to him and he kind of just took off and so we thought we kind of lost our chance. But for whatever reason, there was another fish or two in the pool that had started this sort of feeding frenzy. And once that, that happened, then I threw a fly right into the area where those fish were, and I immediately got hooked up. And then when they get hooked, they fly, I mean, they 
fly out of the water. Um, they'll jump three or four feet out of the water. And so imagine a 15 or 20-pound fish sure. coming out of the water three or four feet and in, in a relatively small area. And so it's, it's pretty cool. combat sort of fishing. <laughs> so when you talk about learning stuff, um, learn some, some additional techniques and sort of fa- uh, casting faster when you needed to get to a particular spot on a particular fish. Not too many false casts sometimes because they would see the line over the top of them okay. and they caused them to get um, spooked. Um, the other thing is just, just working on casting. When you start, when you're actually casting for a full week at, at, at fish like this with big gear, right. you get, you just get better at learning how the rod performs. I was using a eight weight ask with um, for the week and it's just a super powerful rod to figure out how to let the rod do a lot of the, the work for you rather than kind of fighting the rod. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that takes some time. I mean, you think you practice, but until you really get there and right. see how the And how I assume trip like that, most guys or gals bring their own Yep, you're bringing all your lot. gear. I mean, they have a couple of extra rods, but we had more rods. Yeah, you always bring your own stuff because right. you will have messed with it. Um, the best way that I can sort of describe this trip as a freshwater fish is it's it they fish very similar to a lot of um saltwater fish maybe a permit or um, we had one guy on on our trip that we we spent some time with so one of the other lodges that's nearby where we were is now doing heli fishing so you can show up at the lodge and then they take you in a helicopter to different places in the jungle that have never been fished i mean they they figure out landing zones and they and and they basically drop you off in the morning and then you hopefully pick you up in the, in the afternoon i mean that, that was sort of the conversation i had with him at the end of the week was what so what do you have and he's like yeah they drop you with a tent and and food and water and then they have two locals that are ones at the bottom where you start and one is at the end so you've got a guide a regular fishing guide plus an extra few guys that are are well versed wow, in jungle cool. um but so anyway so he had just been rooster fishing which is a crazy fish in the in the Baja, basically, and it's along the surf, and it's a super fish, super hard fish to to catch. And he likened it to some degree to to the uh, rooster fishing that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And and these fish, um, in his particular case with the the helicopter fishing, you know, he's paying a lot more for the helicopter, oh, obviously, sure. um, and the ability to fish these stretches. And I'm still not sure how I feel about that, considering the jungle. There was no roads, you know, and there's there's no <laughs> There's nothing out there. I mean, one of the things that was super interesting about our experience is we didn't see any trash. We didn't see any human involvement mm-hmm. with anywhere that we were except for the sort of the lodge area that we were staying right. at. And then we did a sort of a spike camp where we had tents set up, and, and um, there was just no human. You, 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 there was no ability to see that a human had been there. Wherever if you want we to were. unplug, as the term yeah. we use, that's the place to go. That is the place to go. Yeah, and it was it was quite an experience. So if people are interested, you can go to Untamed Angling, and it's the um, Tsunami um, Lodges, and they have three different lodges in, in the Bolivian jungle. Um, really cool experience. And if you're a serious fly fisherman, it's one of those places that you sort of have to – there's a few different types of fish. Maybe the Taman in Mongolia, this fish – um, you know, there's certainly the Atlantic salmon that are, are becoming more and more difficult to catch. Um, Iceland's supposed to be an incredible fishery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's one of the places in the world that if, if you are checking boxes for your sort of fly fishing 
uh, CV, yep. um, this is a, the spot that you'll want to check out. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, I know a lot's been about fishing today, but I'm telling you, check out pybus.com, P-Y-B-U-S.com. If you got any questions, get in touch with us here at the station as well. You can also always uh, shoot me a text, 720-201-8585, or email scott at sportsmanofcolorado.com. Dot, or scott at sportsfromcolorado.com and uh, we'll answer your emails as well so thanks for being with us today hey catch kevin every thursday here from noon to twelve thirty for legal talk and uh always keep kevin's number in your phone 303-806-8886 it's flesh and beck law and uh we will talk to you next week thanks for being with us expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.